You're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. All right, this week I feel like sharing one lesson that I just recently learned, or actually relearned, from one of my favorite internet speakers. His name is Seth Godin. I have listened to him for a couple of times in the past, but it's just recently that I've been listening to him again, along with Gary V, Simon Sinek. So all of those are the three go-to speakers that I would listen on YouTube every time I want to listen to something inspiring or motivational, something like that. And I feel like Seth Godin's words really resonated with me, especially these days, where I'm starting to feel stuck. So just like in season one, there's always those times when, you know, you just couldn't think of any good ideas for a podcast. You start to lose track and focus at what was your thesis and what was your vision for the season. To the point that I actually re-listened to my final and first episode of season two, just to make sure that, okay, I'm still aligned with this concept. But then, yeah, I stumbled into Seth Godin's video and it just completely blew my mind again. (laughs) So... Seth Godin talked about creativity block, which is the state that I am in right now. I feel like I ran out of creativity juices, right? I just couldn't make any podcasts anymore. Like, I'm stuck. But then Seth told me, actually, I don't believe in creativity block. And I was like, wait, what? No way. I'm feeling it like right now in the present. He said, well, to me, creativity block just means two things. First, is that you haven't done enough. And number two, is that you are insecure. Seth says in this talk that if you think that you cannot make something, then just make. It's counterintuitive, but just keep making all those bad stuff. Keep writing them. Because once you ran out of bad stuff, then good stuff will try to come. He said, if you think that you are stuck, and you just couldn't think of any ideas or any good ideas you said, then show me all the bad ideas. Like show me all those 50, 60 ideas that you have tried to make and let's see if whether they really suck or not. If you really can prove me that, then okay, maybe I'll believe that you are currently stuck and that creativity block is a thing. And wow, that was just a complete slap in the face because yeah, all the things that I've been doing saying that I'm stuck is basically just in my head. I just don't feel like doing it because I think it will suck. But maybe, just maybe, if I keep doing it, something will come out eventually, right? <laughs> and one of those revelations is making this episode. Making an episode about me being stuck. So Seth told us the audience, like, prove that you suck. And then this would relate to the second point. And even if you prove that you suck then don't be insecure about it. Because according to him, a a creativity block is usually just your insecurity, right? You just don't want to produce bad ideas. Sure, it is true. Most people don't want to show the bad side of them. Me too, I'm included. I don't want people to see me as just spouting nonsense in an episode. But at the same time, Seth gave me another perspective. Even the best content creators, what, YouTuber, Instagrammer, TikTokers, they would always still receive bad comments. This just goes on to show that no matter what you do, people will always have different perspective because certain things are received different ways to people. 
Which is why the only thing that you can ever do is just to continue making. Even if you suck, if you think that you're a content creator, then you will always be a content creator, right? Like even when a doctor accidentally kills a patient when doing an operation, people will jeer at him, people will mock him, but he will still be a doctor as long as he keeps wearing that white coat every single day. So it is something that needs to be inherited in us, it needs to be implemented, and it is definitely very important in those times that we feel we're not enough. Because even Gary Vee, I think, said this in one of his talks, quantity always beats quality. It's just a matter of, okay, maybe I'm not creative today, but do I want to do it again? Let's say in 10 minutes, do I want to do it again in another one hour? And see if maybe I will be creative then. So creativity block is just something that is temporary, it's transient. It's not something that will last if you keep continue making. But the problem is most of us, especially me, I'm guilty of this, is we we felt this creativity block and then we just assume that, okay, I will forever be stuck. And another perspective that really showed me, sometimes I argue to myself, the reason why I don't want to make just some random episodes is that because sometimes the effort doesn't match the result, right? I told you I never want to look at my listening statistics, like how many people listen to this episode, because I was at this one point where I was distracted and I was de- not depressed, like I was bumped out when I made an episode where I spent like four or five hours and only had 22 views or something. I felt like, oh my god, I spent that much effort and nobody actually appreciated that episode. Well, first, I took the feedback, so maybe that episode really didn't reach out to that many people's heart, to that many people's ideas. But at the same time, Seth gave me a new perspective when he shared the talk. He said, have you ever stood in front of a room with like 10 to 20 people and found yourself stuttering, stumbling your words, so nervous at the stage you're like trembling, literally. And I said, oh yeah, of course, I'm in Toastmasters. I do public speaking all the time. That that shies is my daily bread. And then he told us, then why do you shy away when only 10 people, I mean, in the episode, he says it's only 10. Why do you shy away when there are only 10 people watching your content? Or in my case, listening to my content. You know that you yourself have not mastered talking in front of 10 people with such confidence and vigor and enthusiasm. But there you are. When 10 people on the internet have taken their time to listen to what you say, they have spent their attention. Remember, attention is the new currency. They have literally given you their commodity and yet you just think of it as nothing. So tell me now, according to Seth, who is the ignorant person? Wow, a second slap on my cheek. Damn it, Seth. (laughs) And yeah, there was just something like a light bulb moment for me. Not only did it make me realize of my, you know, ignorance, but at the same time, it also motivates me to keep on going, right? This is also especially true because in Toastmasters, we as aspiring public speakers, we are practicing every single week to make some prepared speeches, to do some table topics. If you need some more ideas about Toastmasters, you can always listen to my episode with Kai. I think it's something about get mad benefits from learning public speaking or something around that line. 
So in like Toastmasters, we have table topics where you go up stage and would receive a topic right there, right then, and you're supposed to make a two and a half minute speech immediately. That's why it's called an impromptu speech. Most people will be so afraid of that. The first time I did that, I literally was trembling again. <laughs> and I would argue it's the same route, right? You just don't want to go up stage and make fun of yourself when you keep stuttering, when you can't think of nothing. There was even a time when I tried, as if English wasn't difficult enough. There was a time that I went to Chinese Toastmasters to do a table topic, and I found myself stuck in front of the stage, like for real. I couldn't say anything. I just stood there, dead silent, looking at the audiences. <laughs> wow, that was that was really just one heck of a moment. Sometimes with table topics, it's better because you can always. Have this excuse. Oh yeah, it's I'm so nervous. I I did not have any preparation. But with prepared speeches, sometimes the tar, sometimes the pressure is even heavier, because you're literally given a week to prepare that a seven and a half minute speech. And when you found yourself still so nervous, still unable to control yourself on the stage, you feel like your peers are looking at you with more judgmental eyes. Even maybe in reality, they really aren't. So. I feel like in Toastmasters we are constantly pushed to become content creators, or in our language, it's story creators. And this is such a nice practice because you keep putting yourself out there to be vulnerable, to be judged by other people. We literally have a session dedicated for individual evaluation where somebody will judge you in public, <laughs> tell all the people about their opinions, about their thoughts of your speech. If you're lucky, you might meet someone who is diplomatic enough to say some kinder words. But once in a while, you'll always have that dude, that asshole, who will just go up stage and say, "I think you suck." <laughs> and in that moment, you just have to smile and nod and, yeah, I agree. I will change. But only with this kind of evaluations that you will be able to grow. Right? You will be able to improve. So I feel like it's the same thing when I put episodes out there. It's a chance for me to get some feedback. It's a chance for me to reanalyze whether this is something that I want to do, whether this is something that my listeners want me to do. So it's just this constant routine of doing, evaluating, doing, evaluating, doing, and evaluating. And sometimes we unconsciously find ourselves growing. It makes sense, right? We go to the gym every day. We don't know that our muscles grow, but then when people see us, wow, you are bulky now, man. So that's my hope, right? Like I just keep doing, and I just become better as a podcast host. What do you think? Have I been better over the last what seventy-ish episodes? Even in Toastmasters, we are in this contest season, so we are very busy creating the best speech out there. Because for the competitive people among us, we definitely want to win. We want to escalate, right? If we win the club level, we will go to this area level, and then division level, and then hopefully make it to the international. Stage oh, that would be cool, right? All those preparations, you know. I've watched all those YouTube videos, all those things. There's always this small voice inside of me saying that, you know, if you messed up, you'll make fun of yourself in front of hundreds and multitudes of people. And honestly speaking, even for someone who is most of the time confident, <laughs> I I just find myself being a little bit scared, a little bit nervous. Do I got this? Can I do this? But well, now that I've gotten my ass spanked by Seth Godin, then you know I realize that I just really need to do. 
I just really need to try it. So one of my f- regrets, I think, is not participating in the Chinese public speaking contest. My mentor has tried to push me two or three times to participate, but I said, nah, maybe next year. I'm not ready. I'm busy. But come on, who am I kidding? I know I don't want to participate because I don't want to make fun of myself using some Chinese language to public speak, <laughs> speak publicly. <laughs> so yeah, this episode is more like a monologue of myself reflecting on the things that I should have done or like the mindset that I should possess going forward. And hopefully, this is something that can also act as a reminder to you guys. I'm being a little bit selfish. I did this episode. Honestly, for me, <laughs> I, w- I just want to put my thoughts out there because only that way I can remind myself to, you know, hey, hang in there and just keep doing. Okay, so that will be it. If this episode somehow finds its way to you, to your ears, to your heart, <laughs> then tell me what was your biggest difficulty moment. What was that time where you just don't want to do something because you're insecure? And you just tell yourself, "Nah, I'm stuck." For me, it's when I do podcasts and when I do public speaking. What about you? Okay. Oh, lastly, while we're still on this topic, can I just offer you my utmost gratitude and appreciation for listening? No matter how many of you are listening, no matter where you are, no matter where you're from, I feel like really blessed to have someone who actually want to listen to my rant, to listen to my random talking and sometimes nonsense. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a good day, have a good weekend, and an even better one ahead. Bye bye.